In the beginning, there was darkness. Then, there was Paul Brown. Paul Brown transformed the game. Hello, Paul Brown here. Welcome to the first ever International Browns Podcast. Good morning, LA. I'm here with Devon Kajuse. Devon, how are you, sir? I am doing sensational. How are you, Paul? Yeah, excellent. So uh, I'm going to ask you uh, three things, your time at the Browns, the energy, and then obviously what you're doing now. But let's start off with, it's a year ago today, you were at the Browns, hard knocks. How's your dad? Dude, my dad's doing really well. He's back in New York, he's living the dream, living his best life, as the cool kids say nowadays, right? I think that's the phrase. <laughs> I feel old enough that I could say that. Um, but he's doing really well. Thank you for asking. I've got to ask, do you miss you know, not being an NFL superstar? I don't miss not being an NFL, or I definitely wasn't a superstar, thank you. Um, what I do miss about playing is playing with my teammate. I really miss the game itself, but I don't feel like I'm missing out because I was never fully in love with the game. I loved the game, but I wasn't in love with the game. At the Browns, who is your uh, locker room buddy? Darren Fells, David Njoku was in there, Tarod Taylor, and Christian Kirksey, uh, Julian Allen, who was another undrafted free agent, like basically all the tight ends in the QB. <laughs> yeah. But I really, a lot of, just a lot of the guys, um, but those are off the top of my head, and a lot of the locker room, um, especially the tight end. Uh, do you still keep in contact with them, guys? Darren, for sure. Um, yeah, actually a handful of them. Yeah, I still do. I don't want to keep dropping names. Cause... That's fine. As a, um, a Hard Knocks watcher, and obviously a Browns fan, Will thought that you were going to make the roster. You looked good. How did it all end out from your side? I mean, I thought I had a solid chance. At the same time, I knew that my shoulder was a little off. Maybe they didn't want to take a risk on it. I don't know. It turned out I got surgery, and then, you know, I was going to play through it, whatever it would be, just like we all do. We play through our injuries. And lo and behold, it actually led me to, I guess, one of the best decisions of my life, which is to move forward and trying to help people in another way. We obviously know the, the stones that you were doing. Yes, I got all my crystals and stones all around my house right now. Got a handful right here on this side. I got them up over here. I got a pyramid over there in the back. What and made you uh, not go for, uh, say, another team in NFL? And what was like the uh, direction to go uh, for the crystals? Well, I discovered crystals and energy work three years ago. And it was actually, excuse me, when I was with Green Bay. And I came home for a week and my mom she brought me to a crystal store because I was in the deepest depression of my life. And so I had messed with a couple of stones. I felt the sensation. I actually got a physical response from a stone. I was like, this is ridiculous, but it was real. And I'm a scientist. So I was like, this doesn't make any sense, but it did. And so I went back to Green Bay and then how I changed my mindset reading The Energy Bus by John Gordon. I started meditating. I started working with crystals. It affected me, which then affected my teammates. And how it affected my teammates then affected how we all played. And you saw the environment change. And I wasn't the, obviously the single variable, but just knowing how you can affect people by your own vibration, I'm like, okay, so there's something to this. And then for three years, I just kept pursuing it and trying to understand it more and more and more. And 
the more that I've learned, the more that I have no idea what I'm talking about at the same time. <laughs> and to the point where I had success with Stanford, I had success with the NFL, but it didn't make me feel successful, right? And this stuff makes me feel full. Showing people how to become better versions of themselves, amplify themselves, right, is my brand name that I'm trying to help with by attacking the mind, the body, and the spirit, or intuition, or your gut, or whatever you'd like to say, but energy. And learning to teach people how to utilize all three aspects creates a triangle, which is the most stable force in the universe, also the symbol of amplification. So that's a really long story short, but that's my new direction and that's how I want to contribute. Yeah, well, Devin, you had a little effect on me. Every time I go past the Statue of Energy in Hyde Park in London, I always think of you. Thank you, brother. I did see that and I definitely feel that from the stone. That's really neat. Yeah, if you ever come to London, I'll take you there and take you to the Statue of Energy yourself. A question around the stones is, when you were at the Browns, did the players take on the stones? Nine of the players. Nine of the players that mess with the stones and not dropping any yeah. Um, But it did change them. Physically standing right in front of me, I asked them to do the simple breathing technique with the stone in their hand, connecting to the stone. And then when they'd open their eyes, they'd be like, yo. And then they even asked, like, can I keep the stone? And I was like, absolutely. So there are a few players that do have stones, but don't talk about it. <laughs> but it's really, it's really cool. It did affect them. And that's what I find is really positive and really awesome. So. And when you were at the Browns, were you like turning up with a bag like full of uh, stones and handing them out? I basically was Santa Claus, but not Cole. It was treasures. <laughs> <laughs> but um, no, I didn't um, bring a bag of them or hand them out. Really, it was just when people approached me, if they were ready, sweet. They weren't, no big deal. What are you up to now? So now I'm personally training at Equinox. And I also teach guided meditations with crystals over on the weekends at the plug. So I work seven days a week, bright and early, all day long. And I enjoy it a lot. Um, I also still do energy sessions, private sessions. In my host home in this little healing center I have here, I still sell crystals. Um, type, I do energy consultation as well. So I'll bring in crystals or stones, give you like a little card reading, kind of the direction where you're at and hopefully help amplify your business. So just kind of a, plethora of things right now and uh yeah that's where i'm at yeah, la's a big place it's a, a certain part of la you, where you train west hollywood west hollywood up with the superstars yeah i'm english we get this image of hollywood as uh, being the place where everyone uh, all the superstars uh, hang out not a superstar my friend that's what i have that that was my preconceived notion as well. And then I learned as I'm here, I'm like, none of them are here. They don't even live here. They just come here. <laughs> you mentioned you're healing someone in uh, 15 minutes. Just tell us a little bit about healing that you're doing with uh, private clients. So it's a combination of modalities. So many people have heard Reiki. I use Reiki. I do planetary travel. So there, I know this may sound far-fetched to people, but like, trust me again, I had the religious background, scientific background, and played the most hyper-masculine sport. I'm an Aquarius for those of you that don't know, so I'm always thinking and I need answers. So trust me, I've tried to rip this to pieces, but this is real. So planetary travel, so I'll take you to other dimensions, send the multi-diversion, multiple or like other aspects of self to another plane, another place. And what's been interesting about that is when people come back, they're like, I heard this name called Tetra, or I heard Dao, or it was called Isle. And that's exactly where we're sending them. Like, well, and they'll give me the name and yet I didn't tell them anything. So send you there to get some healing. I do hands-on healing here with Reiki. I set up a crystal grid underneath you. That does some energy work. I use sound healing with my voice. 
I use sound healing with the chime or a singing bowl. And then I have wands on the wall over there that I also use as tools. So while that's happening all simultaneously, you all, I also create a small grid on the side that has your intention. So we always hear like what you think is what you project and what you project is what you attract. So this grid, because of quantum physics, when you set your intention, it captures that intention. And then I ask you to meditate on it for two weeks, looking at it twice a day, three minutes. So you're constantly changing your own vibration. The healing's working on you for two weeks. The picture's working on you for two weeks. I mean, you're just trying to, I'm just trying to bombard you with your own intention. And the healing, how it works in general, is I'm just the conduit. You're the healer. If you don't want me to do anything, I can't. No matter how much I try to force, blah, 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 you're the healer. I'm just the tunnel. That's it. Well, I've got to say, Kevin, I'm absolutely glowing with energy just uh, speaking with you over uh, Skype. So uh, I don't know what you do, but it's working with myself. So it's, uh, <laughs> That's the point. It's a, it's a great thing. And my, my last question for you is, um, are you still a Browns fan? Of course I'm a Browns fan. I support any team that supported me. The Niners, the Packers, and the Browns. I feel like the biggest is with the Browns just because of the support that I've gotten from them. I'm not even being biased because you're a Brown fan, but there's the people that reach out to me. Like, um, I got invited to a wedding on August 3rd, and I was trying to go to that, you know, and I couldn't go to it. I've gone to games with fans, like being after the league, the Browns. I'm trying to get back to Cleveland, hopefully to go to another Browns game and just show up and be there with the people. Like, I'm just, I, I really respect and love the Browns. Like, it's really awesome. So The closest game, I think, would be Arizona maybe for you or San Fran this year? Yes. It, it would probably be – they're both six hours. So, it, it just either one. Well, I'm traveling out for the, uh, from London to Arizona. So, fingers crossed, we'll see you in the, in the crowd and maybe we'll hear your dad whistling or uh... – I'll probably – I'll whistle for him. Yeah, excellent. Well, Devin – where can people find you? I see you on Instagram, but yeah, where else can people get hold of you? So just in case those of you that don't know on Instagram, it's Devin Kajuice 86 That's D-E-V-O-N-C-A-J-U-S-T-E, number 86. I'm trying to get the number changed or completely removed, but it's difficult. One, two, and Twitter, at Devin Kajuice. Um, I don't use Snapchat very much at all either, but my main platform, again, is Instagram. Okay, Devon, it's taken almost a year to set up, but I'm over the moon, we've done it. It's a one year Hard Knocks anniversary. Devon, thank you very much for your time. Thank you, Paul. You have a great one, man. Go Browns. Let's go Browns, we're good. Hope to see you in London one day. One day, my friend, really. Take care, buddy. You got it. <laughs>